All right, we are live tonight after the Suns did lose to the Clippers 131 to 122. It's just me tonight, Jamps. It's just me hanging out. All right, I don't have anybody that is a special guest. John is currently not with us because he is sick. So what we're going to do is just something a little different. We'll probably just have a quick pod. But let's just talk some songs and maybe get some questions in from the Jamsers tonight. And just let me know if you can actually hear me very well. I know there's a lot of music going on in the background, and it's probably very frustrating. But just let me know if you can hear me. So yeah, 120, 131 to 122, the Suns didn't lose. But yeah, I think I'm like this. I'm gonna be calling you man. I do apologize. It's just like my lingo. But um, tonight it looked like a blowout, right? And guess what? I did predict that. I predicted tonight that the Suns would probably get blown out, but cut it to about five points. But they ended up losing the game. Tonight they cut it to eight. Very, very close, but they could not stop the Clippers tonight. Anytime the Suns got anything going, the Clippers for sure got back on top of the Suns by nailing almost every three. So it was an impossible defeat for the Suns. And, you know, I don't blame this loss on anybody. I think with KD being out, we'll talk about him in a little bit with KD being out. Yeah, it's definitely going to be something to look forward to with him coming back with his team because tonight they showed a lot. They showed a lot. And there's one guy tonight we'll talk about, Bull Bull. And maybe that's why John sat this one out. Maybe that's why he's sick tonight because Bull Bull is pretty fucking good. But let's start the pod. Sorry, we're already getting a lot of Bobo love from Eddie Yee. Bobo has arrived. You know what? He has. You know, watching this game tonight, the eruption from the crowd, every time he touched the ball, every time he hit a block, anytime he actually made a three-pointer, he could just touch the ball. This place is crazy. It's nuts. It's like they won the actual NBA championship every time this guy does anything. All right? And I'm not, like, whispering just to be creepy. There's people around me, so I'm going to be too loud yet. We'll get wild and crazy pretty soon. But, um... So, Bull Bull, my takeaway is I'm so glad he has arrived. And like he's a Sasquatch, he just said two words, Bull Bull. Simple as that for this game. Going into this game, I was very interested to see Bradley Beal and how he would play without Kevin Durant and also just being alongside that and Booker. Just those two running the team tonight. But what stuck out the most was Bull Bull. And if my fat fingers can find the, the drop, I would. But right now, I'll just talk about him. I don't think we're going to be drops tonight. Um, McCoy says Bull Bull, of course, there's a lot of Bull Bull love, but the thing is, the energy he brings to this team, you always hear about, you know, these guys that come out, not, not, the, not the fuck shit up guys, but the other guys, the guys that come in and just bring the crowd back into it, can actually stabilize a lead off the bench, or even, you know, cut into it, and tonight, that's what Bull Bull did, he came and he played with Booker, you saw them running the pick and roll in the fourth quarter, you know, I think Beal had his most tonight, but at that time, Booker wanted to run the pick and roll with Bull Bull, Bobo was pumped up. Bobo was excited. He has that excitement that you want from a guy like that because, I mean, it, it's good to see that because a lot of us think that this is just secondary to him, right? He's just super tall. He can't really play, but he's here because he's super tall, right? That's what a lot of us do think. Not me. I've loved him ever, ever since the beginning, right? I'm going I'm to throw it out there a lot. 
I know John's a hater if he's watching. <laughs> you might see a little bit of crow coming back. But tonight, man, you saw that the energy he has, as I was talking about earlier, is just contagious. And it's important for him to have that because that's the want. That's the one thing, and I'll bring his name up, DeAndre, that we wanted to see in him. This guy's up there blocking shots, like flexing, making sure that the crowd knows that he's here, you know? And, I mean, it doesn't take much. But it's good to see that, man, because I think uh, a lot of us are kind of worried, like, if he had that effort in him. And you saw tonight, right? And I know, look at the score, 131 and 122. It sucks the Suns lost, right? It's the second game without Katie. We'll talk about him in a little bit. But what sucks is, or what's the good thing is you saw that for Bulldog tonight. All right, me going into this game and the answers might not like this. Um, oh, do you? I hate Gavin, creepy crawly boy. Uh, I do not hate Gavin. You know, Gavin's in the house tonight, and I didn't have, I did not have time to go down there and see him. And what happens is, I know you guys don't care. I'll get back to the games, but like people will come to the game that I know. I know a few people. They come to the game, and I'm always like, yeah, I'll meet up. And I just never do because when you're sitting in here. And maybe you can go down and get a hot dog. It's just a little bit, there's not a whole lot of in-between time to get back to writing. So I apologize, but Friday night, we're all hanging out. We're going to get some, get some, some drinks. We're going we're gonna to drink maybe Jamsters in town. You can join us after, have a live pod with some Jamsters in the pod. Let me sit. Um, but yeah, yeah, I do not hate Gavin. Just do not have time. I do apologize. I knew he would be here Friday, so I was like, it's okay. I'll catch up then. Um, back to the game. So yeah, you want to see that from mobile, obviously. Uh, I think after the, the three-game losing streak, we're questioning everything. Is this team turning it around or whatever? If tonight were to go the way of a shutout, a blowout, and they lose by the 20 points and it maybe ramped up to 30, then, yeah, there's some questions, right, if Beal and Book can handle these situations without KD. But my biggest thing, my biggest takeaway is just Bull Bull making sure that everyone stayed in the game. We saw that from Adoka, who would come into the game's during that losing streak, he didn't care if we were down by like 100 points. He still wanted his. Bobo wants his. And I don't care. I've been talking about him for a while. He wants his. He wants to make sure that he has this imprint on this game and future games. So, Jamsters, I gotta ask. I'm not gonna play the drop because I can't. Just kind of lazy, maybe. Uh, they're taking shots or something. Our Bobo memory won't I don't know if you can hear the chanting. I gotta ask, though. The fourth quarter minutes he played tonight. So tonight, Bobo did end the game with uh, 19 minutes, a lot of them in the fourth, 67 shooting, two from two from three, 14 points, five rebounds. Will we continue to see this? Even with KD coming back, I know you kind of want size, you kind of want that length, but do we see Bobo entering in the first quarter? He didn't play till the second, and I was waiting for him to come in in the first. Will we see him coming off the bench, I think, really in the fourth with the with the guys like tonight no reason i was starting and you know kogi came in at times you're just like what the fuck are you doing but i just think bobo's kind of made his mark on this game and in the future to really just you know take that leap to be one of the first guys come off the bench and we all want that right lazy sasquatch to say um yes john doe damn boy really ducking the the crow you know it's funny it's funny, even in a loss, you can see that's in well, I'm just, I'm super pumped. I'm super pumped, and I'm, I know they lost, but I'm very, very excited about that. Um, John Chad said, I don't know what to start. I gotta, I gotta get in here so I can read it on my little phone. 
He's an energizing piece that needs that's needed from the bench. Yeah, he's not going to be a starter. I don't think so. Um, I just I think that um, I just think he's going to be the, one of the first guys to come off the bench. And John has joined, and he's here to eat some crow. Is that is that what you is that why you're on the pod now, dude? <laughs> I think I think that's why I'm sick. Is I I was eating crow the other day after talking about bull bull, and I got some sort of food poisoning. That or the common cold. I don't know. Thanks, thanks for having me, Matthew. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think I would have done the whole hour just talking about Bull Bull. I mean, the electricity in this fucking arena when he does anything, but like when he's actually a part of a comeback, that's I've never heard anything like that in my life. It was frightening at times. It was terrifying watching it. Uh, I was really, um, I, I agree with John Tran in the chat. Uh, that crow is best served with grape upon mustard. Uh, I think you're right. I'm scared. I might actually start to like Bull Bull because I'm seeing some of those fundamental challenges that I didn't think he possessed. Uh, he's executing those. And I like for all the people who say they want to fire Frank Vogel, if, if you're liking Bull Bull's performances right now, you can't say fire Frank Vogel because I honestly think that they're connected. And I think that a lot of the time spent in practice and the, and a lot of the time that he uh, has spent with Frank Vogel and his coaching staff has really been essential to his growth and what we've seen now is, is again, this two games in a row, give me three. <laughs> I want 10 straight for hall of fame bowl. <coughs> I mean, did you, did you expect the uh, the second game in a row? I expected the minutes, but yes, I don't know if too. I expected the the same kind of energy, um, the same kind of output. Like he basically came in and had the same as that game, but like there's just a different kind of twist where he definitely wants the ball, wants to be in these situations. Like that's just awesome to see. I just wish that he would have, uh, especially in the fourth quarter when that comeback was occurring. I wish he wasn't so gun shy. Because there were because of the way that Avica Zubak was playing off of him on the perimeter, he he had wide open threes and he chose to pass out of that. And I understand why. With Devin Booker and Brad Beal out there, you're gonna try to put the ball in their hands. But it wasn't until late in the fourth where he finally shot a corner three and he netted it. And I was just like, dude, it's about four or five possessions. I'm like, take a couple shots, Bobo. No one else was making them. Uh, why not you? Why not you, number eleven, former Abdul Nader? I know. Um, I was gonna say too. Um, with the guys coming off the bench, there was a stretch there. I don't know if this kind of hindered the Sun's shot to come back and win the game, if that was a possibility. But the the minutes from Josh Okogie in the fourth. I mean, if Frank Vogel didn't pull him right there for Grayson Allen, I was gonna be like, what the hell is he doing on the court? I know he had like a nice block in the fourth. That was all but, he had. That was good. Though. But he he was the one piece that was like you're fucking it up for everybody, right? I, I like a Kogi. He's gonna take a little bit more time to get back into things. Maybe I don't know. But in this situation, it's like why is a Kogi in there? I don't know. I was just thinking that the whole time. Well, and a Kogi, as we know, becomes the pigeon uh, on on offense not on defense on offense opposing teams like the clippers sag off of him because they know that he is a, a zero and we saw it a couple times in the fourth on key possessions right the suns were down either 10 or 8 fighting back and he, they whip it around and there he is standing alone wide open in the corner and he could just take the three and what does he do he drives and, and conducts an offensive foul on paul george and you're like dude what are you doing out here uh, and there was another possession either before or after that where it was the same thing where it was just kind of a boneheaded Josh Okogie offensive play. So, you know, those are the things that the Suns will tighten up. Uh, this game obviously had a lot of 
peaks and valleys, valleys at the beginning and peaks at the end. And it's nice that it happened that way versus vice versa. Had the Suns played very well coming out of the gate and faded away like they have in some games this season. You you come into this post-game podcast and you leave this game going, what the actual fuck is wrong with the Suns? But you take a look at how this game started and the the Clippers shot the lights out. I mean, they were absolutely ridiculous tonight. Overall, they end up shooting 52% from beyond the arc, 55% from the the field but they were upwards of 60 the majority of the game until that fourth quarter so they were and this is an elite shooting team we know that we talked about that on the last pod as we were prepping for this it's like this is a team that can make shots because they have a team full of bucket getters and Kawhi Leonard who ends with what like 28 something points uh he had zero points in the first quarter so they literally just kind of take turns take turns laying it on you but I think that the things that need to be tightened up, as, as you know, you noted and I noted, is you know, Josh Akogi, you're a great middle of the game minutes, lock up the opposing second team defender kind of guy, uh, and you can lock up first team guys. But unless it's like the final two minutes and you're going possession for possession, and you can use Akogi to be out there on defense only possessions, due to the fact that he is just he, he lacks confidence, com- lacks complete confidence as an offensive player, then that's he he's useless. I'm sorry, Josh. Yeah, it's it's, it's like the, the meds one play talking. It is how many meds are you on? Or what Enough. are you tranquilizers? Yeah. No, not Do you even trank. know what's going on right now. <laughs> Where am I? I thought I wasn't doing a pot tonight. I wasn't feeling good. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, you might want to do a solo one. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Um, but you're here, so everyone's excited. Everyone's like, John's here. Hell yeah, dude. Now everyone's coming back. Here come the viewers. Um, you know what I was gonna say. Um, I would rather, of course, have Grayson Allen in that um, in that lineup in the end. But yeah, I, the biggest thing is like I came into this game even as I told a guy at work, I'm like, this, this is what I said. I'm like, the Suns are gonna be, they're gonna get blown out this whole third, the first three quarters. They're gonna make a run, but lose by five. And I'm gonna be okay with that because I know KD's out. But I want to see stuff from other guys, kind of like what we saw with like Adoka before, like a little bit of Sagan Lee. But I want to see what these other guys can do in the situation, including Bradley Beal and Booker. But mainly the fact that Bulbul stood out so much—that was my biggest positive. And I'm okay to be in a good mood. I feel like after this loss, like I just I thought it was gonna be lost anyways. Yeah, I think we all did, especially once we found out that Kevin Durant wasn't gonna be playing in this game. It was it, it, to your point it's one of those games you go into it and you're like, okay, the Clippers are fully healthy and we're at without Kevin Durant uh, and Nasir little and Damian Lee. Like, so I hope that we put up a fight. I hope that there's some confidence builders out there, which we saw tonight. And I hope that when we play this team again on Monday in Los Angeles, we are at full strength and based on some of the rotations that we saw and how effective they were against the Clippers at some point in this game, which ended up for the Suns being in the the third and fourth quarter, that we take something away from this game that is a learning experience rather than just an ass whooping. And that's what, you know, that's how I feel that we, we got tonight. We got some things that we saw could work against this team. Who's a team who you might see in the playoffs. And if we do, fuck, they're scary. Oh, this is a scary team, man. Like, they're everything you want the Suns to be, just an offensive juggernaut of a team uh, with a big, burly uh, Bosnian center in the middle. Like, they're literally what the Suns are, but they have that extra pow coming off the the bench in Russell Westbrook that nobody wanted in Phoenix except you and me uh, because we thought that he'd be great coming off the bench, right? Yeah, 
he doesn't have much size, but his rebounding is elite. I think still um, for his for his size, absolutely it is. Yeah, I mean he had the five rebounds in eighteen minutes tonight. But um, it's funny how Russ just kind of played his way out of this like whole thing because the way that Harden's handling the whole offense is just exceptional. But they also they like tonight they let teams back in. So I think the fight that the Suns had so cliche to say, but the fight that they had to stick with it and really have a chance in the end really proved a lot because you gotta you can't just get blown out and be like all right we're done and i think buell throughout most of his game he kept pushing that pace i mean his shots were not falling obviously they nothing like he had great looks he was getting to the rim when he wanted to he's so fucking fast and quick to get to where he wants yeah that it was easy for him but the shots just not just did not fall it, this was like the makings of a good like 40 point booker i mean Buell game even though Booker had what thirty-five tonight, but I thought it was going to be the Booker or the Beal game. Yeah, I think we were all looking forward to that, and I still think that we saw a lot of great things from uh, Bradley Beal and Devin Booker in this game. You know, knowing that Booker, who has been in a, a shooting slump of late, went eleven of fifteen from the field for thirty-five points and had six assists. This was a great rebounding game and confidence builder for Devin Booker, who's been slumming it a little bit. And it was nice to see Book come out and and play in the manner that he did and lock in in the manner that he did, especially in that second half. And then, you know, the, the challenge that we had is if the Suns had shown up in any capacity in the first 15 minutes of this game, it's a completely different game. And if Devin Booker had made the right decision and chosen not to wear the headband, this would have been a completely different game. So why does he do that? I don't know. I don't know if you saw, I posted on Twitter, but some guy, yes. yeah. At halftime yeah. Uh, behind uh, TC is like holding up the, you know, book or take yeah. off your headband sign. Whoever that guy is, dude, like DM me. I owe you a beer next time. Every, like the game. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. I don't know why he does it, but it's not going to be back next game. I mean, he, he looked good tonight, no, it, but it, it, the victory is all he cares about. It will so? be. Oh, it's been okay. back. He he hasn't worn a headband once this season. Just once. Just once. Mm. I'll never notice. That's I don't the know way why. I don't, that's, that's the one thing. I. So um, are we doing like uh pod are we just hanging out for a little bit what we're, we're hanging doing? i'm not feeling great so if you want to continue yeah. talking uh you can i just had to jump on a little bit say what's up to the to the ladies and jamsters and whatnot <laughs> uh you know i think let's see let, let, let's take some questions from the chat okay creepy collie vagina okay that's cool uh he's been great he's, he's been, been great so far in the pod yeah. y- yes uh uh oh he has he has penis that's good too uh, did Bull Bull get some confidence lessons? Maybe hypnosis. Yeah, I, I, it's that, that's what it feels like. It feels like uh, what Frank Vogel and his staff has instilled in him is just that. It's confidence. And you're seeing it on both sides of the floor. Now, you, he still gets pushed around. Like, there's some switches. He's playing on Avita Zubak, and Zubak's pushing him around. And he definitely has his limitations as a player. But if he can produce like this, if he can go out there and give the Phoenix Suns uh, – you know, 19 minutes again and, and 14 points and five rebounds and two assists and do, doing that off the bench. I'm all for that. I'm, I absolutely love that. I think that that's exactly what you need off the bench is someone who can come in and create problems for opposing teams. And that's what bowl bowl has done. Yeah. And I, I think that he, he's not a leader yet, but you can see that in him. I, I don't know. Like tonight was just like, this is the beginning of something different. Like, you know how the Suns made that turn three games ago? We could just feel it. I can feel it with Bobo just making that turn. It's it that it's just that's that's a feeling I get from this man. I mean, if the guy's gonna throw up the eleven points or whatever, 
or the 14 points be like oh yeah, it was a good game it's like no this was like an insane moment in his career i feel like so here's an interesting comment i'd like to get your point of view on this lazy sasquatch shout out to you and thank you for always joining us in the chat uh bradley beal is not all the way back how do you feel? Do you think that he's all the way back? Or do you still think he has some ways to go? No, I think he's back. I think those shots, like I said earlier, dude, he had everything he wanted tonight, right? He started in the first quarter really just going against Paul George and, like, just taking him, putting him on skates. Who else did he put on skates tonight? Like, was it Powell or somebody and he missed a three? Like, it was all there for him tonight. He's getting what he wants. And the fact that he can change things up, you're saying – zombie? Yeah, zombie they're, apocalypse? Ah, yeah, they're climbing up here right now, dude. So I only got about five minutes. Oh, um, Are then, they the World War Z type? I mean, no, because that would be I would be dead by now. Um, but I think what Bill like his he switches things up like his speed because Booker and KD like when they want to get to the rim they can but it just it seems like it just takes forever compared to Bill when you see Bill yeah, out there it's like, so Whoa. quick. Oh my God! What? He's already underneath the rim. This is the reverse layup, but it's all there for him. I think he's definitely back. So one thing that I I noticed in this game was just that, that he, uh, I feel like if he's not back, he's pretty darn close because of his explosiveness. And I honestly think that because he rolled his ankle, it really gave him time to, you know, he had an extra two weeks to rest that back. And the back I feel is a lot more concerning than the ankle because that's core stuff, right? Like that's going to affect everything. It's going to affect your shots, going to affect your arms, going to affect your legs, everything. And, you know, I wrote that down in the few notes that I took tonight before I decided, I'm like, I just can't do this. And now here I am doing this is that I think that Bradley Beal, he might not be back, but man, I feel like he's, he's pretty darn close. And that's nice to see. It looks, it looks really nice to see. Um, if we were to start an OnlyFans page where we just put our feet on there, just you and me just posting our feet on OnlyFans, should we call it the sun's toe jam <laughs> yeah, you need, we probably get paid more too. People, people are weird out there. They would probably want to see some jam between the toe and us picking it out. You know, yes, people but, would love with, that. Our, with our toe knife. Yeah, our toe. Oh, ah, so shout out to Better. Jill Taylor on that yeah. one. She thought of that, but uh, I think that's a pretty funny. Uh, yeah, that's another revenue stream that we got to really explore. So yeah, John oh, Trans yeah. says, uh, you know, our jamel toe. Uh, when <laughs> will the bench look better when Nas comes back? I don't know if it's going to change much. Oh I, I feel like I feel like Nas had his moment. I think that he's uh, he'll he'll provide some semblance of defense and offense, but I don't know how much better. Like describe better. Is it better offensively? Is it better defensively? It might be a little bit better defensively, but I don't know how much of an impact he truly had, other than about a four game stretch about four weeks ago. Yeah, it's like if you go down the roster, it's like who do you really trust? Like to really. Um, take the Suns to the next level, and there's only like the Eric Gordon, the starting five, obviously with Eric Gordon, and then uh, I, I guess I could throw Bobo on there now. Azubuke still, Udoka, I still want to see more of him, um, but everybody else, I'm just like, eh, like even Jordan Goodwin just disappeared, and you know, you you're not getting anything from him. So well, and, and the Jordan Goodwin win thing makes sense because if you look at his on-off, I mean, he is from a from an offensive rating standpoint, he is horrible if Devin Booker's not on the floor with him, like. He he has a, like a 123 offensive rating when Devin Booker's out on the floor with him, but you pull Booker off of the floor, who he should be spelling as the backup point guard, quote unquote, and it's like a 109, and that's like one of the worst on the team when Booker's not in the game. So it makes sense that he's not out there. Uh, Saul asks, why did KBD take Metu's minutes? I 
don't know if that's right because Metu took Durant's minutes because Metu's starting now. So that's why KBD took Metu's minutes is because Metu's not there fulfilling those minutes these last two games. He's been playing in Durant's role. Yeah, you can just see KBD. This is like his type of game. I think the size and everything, it's a good matchup for him. Um, so you got to throw him in there. But 21 minutes, I didn't even realize that Metu only played the 15 minutes tonight, man. Yeah, I think I, I think they, numbers. I think he was just he's not as long as KBD tonight. So I think that they put him out there, but KBD didn't look good either uh at all. Um he, offensively, yeah. defensively. Um, you know, 21 minutes, he had five points on one of three shooting, three assists. But I mean they they put him out there to put length on Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and it just it didn't work. Those guys I mean, you look at the shooting at for for the uh the stars on the Clippers and Paul George was eight of fourteen for thirty-three points. So 14 shots to get 33 points. It's pretty darn good. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, 9 of 16 for 30 points, right? 16 shots, 30 points. Pretty darn good. James Harden only shot the ball 13 times, and he ended with 22 points. Uh, so they, their big three, if you will, did what they needed to do, and they did so at a high clip. They set the standard, and it really was like Terrence Mann, who ended with 12 points, but he had like the first eight points. Like he He's the one who hurt the Suns right out the bat. It was effing Terrence Mann. He came out, he... First shot of the game, he hit a three, then he had a layup, then he had another three. I was like, good Lord, like Terrence Mann's – if Terrence Mann is cooking us, we are screwed. Yeah, yeah he's he's always the X factor, and he always does – he hits those big shots in big moments. But, yeah, I think Paul George, he had eight of the first 16 points. I mean, Paul George was fucking phenomenal to start the game, and honestly thought he was going to go for 50. He even had, I think, his 14th point of the first quarter bounce in. Like, it just was – Bouncing around the rim, I'm like, okay, this game's over. I, I think know, when right? he made when he made that, I'm like, this game's over. And then when um, Kawhi Leonard just threw up that shot, uh, it was a it was a mid range shot, but he just threw it up, and it was like barely beating the shot clock. He, that one went in. I'm like, okay, now it's really over. Like that's the way it was going for the Clippers tonight for sure. And I and like tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like the Suns kind of picked it up defensively. They had hands in their face. Everything. It's just these guys could not miss, especially Norman Powell, just hitting big shot after big shot. Yeah, and I mean, again, it's it's one of those days, right? And that's why you leave this game and you don't sit there and and say the the, the sky is falling, uh, but you can sit there and say, you know what? After watching this game, I can recognize and, and uh, state confidently that the Clippers right now are a better team, uh, and I think everyone in the NBA would know that they they went eleven and two in the month of December. Um, this is a team that's. That that's firing on all cylinders right now. And the goal is for the Suns to get there. And the goal is for the Suns to get there as we enter the postseason. Because what the Clippers are doing right now are things that we've seen the Suns do over the past five, four or five years, where they, they're playing great. And then when this, the postseason comes, they fall apart. So the goal is to, to get to the point to where you, when we play the Clippers at the back end of the season, right? And when we play this, the Clippers on the back end of the season, it's like a back-to-back. And I don't know if it's in L.A. or Phoenix. It's probably in L.A. Where it's like April 9th and April 10th, we play them in a back-to-back. So it's one of those weird back-to-backs, home series, you know, like when we're playing them at that point, that's when we need to be ready. That's when then when we'll really have a good understanding as to the barometer of this team. Yeah, and um, yeah. I, think, I think the fact that um, we went through what we went through already – that was the worst of it. Now it's like, you know, these these losses that are, I guess, moral victories, they're um, they're easier to kind of accept now. I think we had a few of these before that losing streak we went on, but right now it's kind of like we know we're going to lose this game, but we know what we have, and that's the whole thing about the season. Just we got to have it at the right time, right? So as long as we know what we have and we have it, then what am I talking about? 
I don't know, moral victories or something. Yeah, uh, to- bullshit. The sun, the sun's toe jam podcast. <laughs> the Jamel toe. The Jamel toe podcast. Jeez. Oh man, I love the Jamsters, man. We have the best. Yeah. We have the best fans out of any out of any of the podcasts. And and to those of you who are other Suns podcasters and you listen to ours, thank you for doing so. And you know that I know that our listeners are easily the best. They have the best senses of humor. I would I would have to say. Oh yeah, otherwise they wouldn't be watching. Right? Yeah, yeah, or, or they'd be disgusted by us. Uh, I can do a little bit of subreddit. I think I got like two things off the subreddit before I just got too tired to do it. Is it? Let's try it. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. This really isn't going to be good for my voice because my my throat hurts like a son of a bitch. But here's the three things that I took from the subreddit for the Los Angeles Clippers. Bradley Beal sucks. Devin Hooker is overrated. Durant is going to leave. The Suns have a bunch of nobodies on their bench. Only above 500 because they played a sh- they played shitbox teams the past few games. What a joke this team is. And what pissed me off the most about that is they spelt Suns, S-O-N-S. And I know that people do that on purpose. When, they, when people talk shit about the Suns, they call them the Suns. It doesn't matter. Oh, I don't know why I clicked that. Uh, they, they spell it S-O-N-S. So, so, so disrespectful. <clears throat> um, I just hope Kawhi stays away from that dirty motherfucker, Grayson Allen. <laughs> Standard. And then the weird takes on Devin Booker's looks continue. And it happened in the Los Angeles Clippers subreddit. I've always felt like Booker's head looks like it's made out of clay or Play-Doh, and I've never understood why. Interesting take. Interesting take indeed. The Sun's Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Oh, damn, dude. Did you hear all that? What was that? I, like, cleared my throat. Was I on mute or no? No. Yes, I did it. I did it again. We're all getting sick. People, take your Zycam, okay? John Doe, void is, his voice sounds like it's got crow beak stuck in his throat. That's what I said. The reason I'm sick is I was eating crow after the Bowl Bowls last game, and it got me sick as a dog, I guess. You know, crow is yeah. – cook the crow, people. Like, if you're going to eat crow, like, cook it. Yeah. I like, like what I saw for Bowl Man. Like, like I said, it's, it's kind of like the DeAndre Ayton. It's like kind of like the DeAndre Ayton conversations that we've had for five years. You wanted the guy to be successful. You just didn't know if you just didn't have faith that he consistently could. And with Bull Bull, it's the same thing. Like I, I want him to be successful. Yeah. Hell yeah, to have a seven foot three guy who can go out there and like contribute. Like f yeah, dude, that's a that's a game changer. Uh, and I didn't think that he could. He's proved me wrong the last two games. So keep that's it going, Bull Bull. Let's he go, Lob Lob. I love you, Lob Lob. Dude, he's this is it. I'm telling you, man. Like if I'm if I'm wrong, I'll eat crow. But I think he's gonna be. Uh, twenty minute guy off the bench, something like that. By the time the season's done, yeah, sure. I mean he outplayed Nurkic tonight. Oh, he's fucking great. I love it. Yeah, yeah. What else you want well, to talk about? Uh, I don't think I have too much. Well, the next game for the Suns, they play on Friday. It's the Heat, correct? Yep, Friday night. So he's that's a game, it, right? Yeah, I'll put in for credentials for both of us because I that's what I definitely want. Like, I wanted to go to the last two. I'm just not feeling good. Um. 
so hopefully I'm feeling better. We can go there. We can hang out. Uh, Gavin and his family will be in town, so we can go and say what's up to him, uh, do a quick post-game pod, and then you know maybe hang out downtown and, and hang out with his family, go to Marley's or something, yeah. have, a beer, have a beer or something on a Friday night, which is also my last day working at my job. So we you know, have celebrate, a celebra- celebratory, like, I no longer work here, beer. Uh, looking yeah. forward to that. Um, oh, yeah. Duh. Duh. How rude of me, dude. <laughs> Jam star of the game. <laughs> That's our new thing is we just cough over <laughs> our own drops. We can just do it and never say anything. Everyone's like, do they know that they're not on you? <laughs> These guys are amateurs, man. What are they doing? Jamletoe. Um where is she? There you go. I did that for you a few more Jam Store versus JV as Batman. Where is she? Uh fatigue. Uh Booker. Booker's the jam star. Dude, it was 11 for 15 for 35 points. I don't care how tall Bobo is. I don't yeah. care what I don't care what he wears after pregame or after uh practice. Did you see what he was wearing yesterday? That like black mink coat. Yes, yeah. What a, Dude, I'm what telling a you, man. The turn. Yeah, I've never seen anybody wear anything in a shoot-around interview. i like besides what they wear uh to warm up. What is you lasering me? You want to give me a migraine? <laughs> oh, so I'm gonna give it to Bobo. Of course you are. Woo! It's a he, tur- he, he turned the whole game around there when he came in. Booker couldn't have done that by himself. Uh, he could have, but he didn't. He, why? You know why? Because he had Bobo, and when you have a Bobo, you eat crow. <laughs> what else you want to talk about? <laughs> I don't know. I think we're grossing everybody out. <laughs> yeah, this has been a pretty gross podcast between Suns Toe Jam uh, and Phlegm Balls and Matthew Clearness Throat. Um, it's been real. It's been nice. Yeah. It's been real nice. So we appreciate you, Jamsters. Thanks for hanging out with us as per usual. Sorry we didn't bring our A game, but I'm feeling under the weather. Guess what? I'm sick. Dude, yesterday sucked. Yesterday was one of those days where like, I didn't get any sleep the night before. And I got up and this is, it's just the common cold. Like I went into work today cause I was well enough to work. Um, and I zapped it for the most part. I'm just like at the end of a work day, it's like, Oh, just all the stuff doing the pod. It's a lot. Um, do you know what, do you know what game I've been playing to like, I don't know, just to play. Cause I've been bored. Is um, Skyrim again? No, no, nothing on the PS five. Uh, if you go to like basketball reference, they have this like grid game where you sit there and you see it. It's got like two teams. And you have to like mm-hmm. say a player who played for both teams. Like for example, uh, the Kings and the Hawks. Name a player who played for both the Kings and the Hawks. It's tough, huh? Mike, wait, wait. Didn't it Bibby play for the Hawks for a little bit? No. Corver? Kyle Corver? Did he play for the? He played. You no, know, but I can use him. So here's the Hawks and the and the and the Cavs. So I'll put okay. in Corver. Thanks for that. Um, King, Kyle Corver. Nice, dude. That one worked. And they have like nine of them, and they're grids across. So that's what I've been doing. Like, okay. I I used uh, for the Kings and the Hawks. I used uh, Vince Carter. So okay. this is what I this is what I've been doing. I he played. He played on like every team. <laughs> I know. Well, that's the nice thing. If you have like yeah. Ish Smith or or uh, Vince Carter, it's kind of like. Well, I don't know anyone who played in both of those. A little so bit of cheat code, yeah. Let, let me go ahead and just put one of those in. If I get it right, great. Uh, yeah, Alex Kroll's right. Len, Len's a good one. He played for both those teams. So it's funny, but if you go to Basketball Reference, it's got this. So like, I'll be just like tonight during the game, I was just sitting there like kind of watching the game, kind of playing this, to keep myself mentally engaged because the first half of this game was not mentally engaging. Yeah, Werder, damn, 
You guys are good. Good job. Yeah, pretty, Jeff is always the best. I'm, I'm pretty good at this game. I'm not great, but I'm really, good. I'm really good at the baseball one for some reason. Uh, but on that note, Jamsters, subscribe, rate, review. We love you. We love you very, very much. A lot. Like, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's us tonight. So we'll see you on Friday. Have a good night. Take care. Take your Zycam. Uh, and if you need to get into that toe jam, you use use a butter knife. That's what I've learned. Mm-hmm. And uh, go home, love jam. That's it. Good.